Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. It's Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Alongside Mark Cox, I'm Bo Matthews. Carl Middleman, our executive producer of this program. Pew, pew. And this segment is brought to you by uh, that right there. You, you're, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory in De Pair. They are a gun concierge. The knowledge base and the selection and the customization and the suppressors, uh, they've got the best selection. Check them out and get into the store. Go introduce yourself. You're going to be a great fan of Razorback Armory. Go to RazorbackArmory.com for details. Tell them Bo sent you in. After every mass shooting, we hear a simple message. The same message all over the country. And I've been to every mass shooting. Do something. Please do something. Do something to prevent the tragedies that leave behind survivors who will always carry the physical and emotional scars. Families will never quite be the same. Communities overwhelmed by grief and trauma. Do something. His writers can't even keep up with their own lies, can they? They'll tell you there have been 800 mass shootings in America. And Joe Biden just looked into a TV camera and said, I've been to every single mass shooting, which just proves to you that there haven't been 800 of them. It's just silly wow. season in America. We've got Aiden Johnston with us, of course, uh, St. Louis native, director of federal affairs for gun owners of America. Aiden, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back on. Yeah, doesn't it get a little tiring, uh, the the constant messaging from this White House made up of complete lies and fabrications and blowing things out of proportion, all to announce that he's going to take action by creating a new bureaucracy called the White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention? It's just what we've come to expect, unfortunately, from this administration. Whenever you hear something about firearms, a statistic, uh, whatever, it's usually false in one way or another. They've messed with things to make it seem like guns are the problem. And that's because they they treat firearms and animate objects like they're the cause of violence, which is, you know, done by people. Um, so now they have this office, uh, you know, we're just calling it the Office of Gun Control because that's what it is. And they're going to they have these staff now. They hired some gun control lobbyists, and they're basically going to spend 24-7 thinking up ways to misuse executive authority to infringe on your Second Amendment rights. I think the most comforting part of this whole uh, gun violence prevention or gun control office is that it's going to be led by uh, Kamala Harris, which, uh, you know, as the guns are, she's done really good at the southern border for us. So, honestly, I don't think we've got a lot to worry about, although this is red meat for them, and they're going to be chomping down. Do you agree? 
You know, if they were smart, they would have put someone intelligent in charge of this office to actually think of new ways to harass gun owners. I don't think Kamala Harris has had an original idea like that in a long time. So we should be good. But the fact that they hired gun control lobbyists to work and staff the office, that seems like more of a problem to me than, you know, Kamala Harris being in charge. Uh, We're really concerned that they're going to use this office. Biden compared it to uh, being like FEMA. We're we're concerned that they're going to declare some sort of emergency or misuse emergency powers, just like the governor of New Mexico just did to suspend open and concealed carry. That's, I think, one of the biggest concerns with the creation of this office. If anyone's going to mastermind something like that, it's going to be these people. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to overlook the fact that Kamala Harris uses Venn diagrams to solve problems. Um, She loves Venn diagrams. And whenever she draws them, she finds out that wherever they intersect, the words in the middle are ban guns. And that's exactly what Biden was talking about again this week. Carl, if we can go to that other soundbite with uh, the president, please. It's time again to ban assault weapons high capacity magazines. If you need 80 shots in a magazine, you shouldn't own a gun. The, the stupidity is so rich, I, I, it's almost not fair, Aiden. You know, of course, what he just proposed is unconstitutional, but what I also love about that statement is he endorsed a ban, uh, federal ban on so-called large capacity magazines the day after, or, or rather hours after the bill sponsor, Senator Menendez, was indicted <laughs> on federal bribery charges. The senator who supports an assault or magazine capacity limit at the federal level took cash and gold bar bribes from Egypt and other foreign dignitaries. And, and, and we're supposed to go with this guy who wants to, who wants to infringe on your second amendment, who's taken bribes from foreign countries. It just blows my mind that the president has no idea what the second amendment means or what it stands for. He doesn't respect your rights and you know, we're just not going to listen to him. We're going to fight him every inch. On the streets of major cities and uh, you know medium-sized cities across this country, uh, it, it, it's uh, frightening to see the headlines usually on Monday morning about what happened over the weekend. Chicago, St. Louis, New York, uh, L.A., wherever it is. Um, and the, the real thing is that law enforcement, uh, although they have been you know demoralized, if anything, um, if they just enforced the laws that they have, it would help so much. But... You, when you look at a gun violence prevention office led by Kamala Harris, it really says we are coming after the legal law-abiding gun owners, and that's the frightening part everybody should have their ears open to. Right. Biden wants to enforce the gun control laws that we already have that we probably should be repealing, when instead we should be enforcing the actual criminal penalties that we have for violent criminals. We let people commit horrible, violent crimes and then release them out on bail the next day or hours later. It is unconscionable. But the Democratic Party, led by President Biden, they're not doing anything about that. Instead, they want to go and they want to blame you and your firearms and your 80-round magazine, wherever you can buy one of those, and (laughs) and as if that is the cause of violence, that inanimate object that Biden thinks you own. Hey, everybody. So I have some big news to share. We are announcing the creation of the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. And we are doing this work 
in large part because of the activism, the organizing, the marching, the voting of all of you leaders, be it students, parents, teachers, community leaders, who understand that living free from gun violence should be a right. How about living free from ignorance? Can can that be wow. can that be something we can have a house to uh, you know a, a committee to prevent? I don't know, Aiden. I, I listen. I every time I listen to her, the insincerity bleeds through. Here, here's what the, the would be the major four functions of this or of this group: implementing their bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which hasn't, to my knowledge, made any community safer yet, implementing his executive actions on gun control, many of which are going to be challenged all the way to the Supreme Court, coordinating more support for victims in the way FEMA responds to natural disasters, which you referred to there earlier, and working with state and local partners to pass more state laws like they did in California this week, where Gavin Newsom announced he was putting an 11% excise tax on weapons and he called it he just flat out called it a sin tax on on a on something you have a constitutional guarantee to own yeah i mean the republicans unfortunately sort of handed the president a lot of this that bipartisan safer communities act that's all thanks to senator john cornyn and uh senator mitch mcconnell and republicans in the senate who passed this unconstitutional gun control that's been weaponized against gunners countless times you know, case in point being this Office of Gun Violence Prevention, that uh, they're going to their number one goal is to be to enforce that. And and Biden's executive orders have flowed from law changes to the law that came from the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. But like I said, that that FEMA comparison, I think, is really, really concerning because in New Mexico just a couple of weeks ago, the governor used a public health emergency to say no one can carry a firearm in the entire city of Albuquerque, not if you have a concealed carry license, not if you want to lawfully open carry. And now I don't think that the president has that authority to, to you know ban carry nationwide or something like that. Who knows what kind of ways these people are going to try to abuse emergency power. We've seen public health emergency power abuse just in recent years. So that is extremely, extremely concerning to us. And, and we have a bill that GOA supports in Congress to prevent the White House or the Secretary of Health and Human Services from declaring an emergency to impose gun control. And Democrats voted it down in committee about a month ago. Wow. You know, uh, number three on the list of things that this office is uh, going to supposedly do that you listed off, Mark, uh, was co- coordinating more support for victims after shootings. Yeah. Uh, to me, that sounds like uh, the uh, student loan uh, forgiveness program or the money that they're uh, they're going to uh, put out for the folks in Hawaii that were devastated by the fires, uh, which he can relate to. Um, but th- to me, this is just nothing more than uh, than throwing money uh, to possibly buy votes. You know, you have you know, let's say a family's uh, you know suffered a loss of of somebody in an inner city shooting. Well, what's that going to be? Is that a paycheck? Is that are they just going to get a check? Is that the support they're talking about? Or are they talking about uh, emotional support that they can help with their community? I don't know what well, it is. I, I don't either. And and it, you know, at this point, they're 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 going to take money away from law enforcement in big cities across the country, including right here in St. Louis, 
and redirect it to help victims after the crimes happen instead of prosecuting, using the money to have policing and prosecuting the criminals to prevent it from ever happening again. It's a screwed up set of priorities, Aiden. Yeah, I mean, what's the best way you can help a community uh, before or after an incident like this is preventing it from ever happening in the future or again. And for, say, say it's a, a school shooting, the best way to stop that is to arm really teachers. It's to give people the tools to defend themselves and to protect themselves. And that's not what the president is talking about giving to victims or communities here. He's still talking about imposing all the same gun controls and taking away their right to defend themselves. And that's just not going to help anyone. Well, I know gun owners, you guys are doing your part uh, fighting these efforts across the country. You went to went to bat in, in New Mexico, clearly. Um, and I mean, are there are any of his executive actions on guns still being challenged in court? Do you know? Yeah, so we're still fighting against the Biden pistol brace ban. That's uh, ongoing litigation. It's uh, the federal government is restrained from enforcing that ban and confiscating any of our members firearms, but we were not able to secure a nationwide injunction for non-GOA members just yet. Um, and we're also still fighting the um, the ATF rule on uh, so-called ghost guns, where they actually uh, regulated the sale of gun parts and also made 4473s, the form that you fill out when you buy a gun, into permanent gun registration records. So we're still fighting both of those. And the White House also announced a backdoor universal background check rule. And we're going to be filing a lawsuit to that as soon as it's finally implemented. Well, you know, the subject, uh, we talk about mass shootings, school shootings, God forbid those things happening. But uh, Missouri is is definitely, uh, you know, moved in March. They put out the HB 70 that required school faculty and staff who want to participate to get a concealed carry permit and be approved and designated by the school district or the school board to carry a gun on school property. There's a few places in the state of Missouri that's doing that. It needs to be uh, across the country and other states may be doing it, but we're only concerned here in the Midwest at, at this point. Uh, but I think that, I think that's a good plan because uh, the good guys, the, the cops with guns can't be everywhere. And when something is happening and, and people are probably thinking, you're crazy putting a gun in a, a teacher's hand. You know what? When it's happening, you want a good person with a gun. I said, I said a gender fluid, uh, good guy, <laughs> good, you know, good guy, good girl with a gun, a gun person. Um, a good, let's it's like go with a that. birthing person, a, a gunning. You want a gunning person to be there. <laughs> I do, I do, and I, I, I'm, I'm for that because if target, if schools are truly targets, you definitely want protection uh, where it's happening and when it's happening. My opinion. Yeah, you know, there's never been a school shooting at a school that had armed teachers, so this is a, absolutely a great first step for Missouri and for teachers. I think that no matter where you work, whatever school district you work, even if there are anti-gunners uh, that run the school board, um, that the teacher's right to carry a firearm doesn't stop when they go to work. Yes. So I think it right. should be across all of the schools, and, and I, I don't think that um, you know that restriction is constitutional, but I'm glad that some schools are going to be protected. I think that that will serve as plenty of deterrence. We've seen these mass shooters. They go and they case up their targets and they see what kind of security measures they have and they just do not target gun-free zones 90 plus percent of mass public shootings take place in those gun-free zones and that would mean also for a school a school that doesn't have armed teachers well it's a great point aiden johnson always great having you on gun owners of america gunowners.org 
is the website to find out more about the great work they do, to sign up for email alerts, to become a member and help them in their ongoing fight to protect your Second Amendment rights. Aiden, thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, we will uh, will talk again soon. Sounds good. Absolutely. Uh, take care of yourself. Thanks Appreciate for being our that. expert. And, yep. Yeah, and, and good. Love and good, talking to that guy. You, and and you you get a you kind of get a thirty thousand foot view because Aiden is looking at what's going on all across the country and not just here in the Midwest. Right. And I didn't mean to put the spotlight just on Missouri, but I mean no, that's the that's what I understand best. Our friends um, in and Illinois. There's a bunch though. Of, yeah, our friends in Illinois yeah, understand. <laughs> there are there are a bunch of school districts that do allow teachers and faculty to have concealed carry, and I, I just think it's. It's smart. In the day and age that we live in, Mark, don't you think? It's common sense. And this is Common Sense Radio. All right, that does it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We'll see you next weekend. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.